Nerds. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. Welcome to Nerdables. Today is International Podcast Day, so please listen to it all the way through because, you know, we the try four to. Four of you that are listening to it. Uh, Wait, when have we tried to listen to it all the way through? Have you listened to it? Ever? I listen once to in a while. I listen to it, and usually it just frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> usually it's just like, oh yeah, that's when the computer didn't work. Oh yeah, that's when we had to stop four times. Oh yeah, that's when Rich had to do the intro like sixteen times. Well, this week on Nerdables, we are talking Fantastic Beast, James McAvoy as Picard, some Star Wars news. We have tons of Disney, Marvel slash Fox Marvel slash Marvel slash Fox news. So let's get started. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. Do you really want to talk about Fox News? Because that seemed to get you in trouble yesterday. Not Fox News. (laughs) That seemed seemed to be a sore subject yesterday. We were going to talk about... 21st Century Fox. Yeah, 21st Century Fox. Fox, I guess they call themselves 21st Century now. Is it 21st Century now? I think so. They're not going to call themselves anything in the future. (laughs) They're going to call themselves Disney. So, um... Fox in the house. Fantastic Beasts dropped their final trailer before the movie comes out, which every time they say a final trailer, it's never the final trailer because... Well, it's a final trailer. There's always spots that are after. Yeah, There's usually. tons of TV spots, things like that. But they dropped a major spoiler that connects it to the which I've been Harry Potter it. trilogy or mo- series of movies. I, you, invite, you avoided it too. I, no, I watched the final trailer yeah. because I watched because I think they played the second trailer in front of a movie or something. And so I watched the final trailer, but I have no idea what the hell Rich is talking about, so... See, I watched the final trailer before I knew that there was a spoiler or anything in it. And when I watched it, there was one part, and I went, No, they didn't just say that, did they? You know, for a guy that always gets upset after watching trailers, you really do watch too many trailers. Well, (laughs) you know, after I did get upset that one time, because, you know, that we it was the the Wreck-It Ralph one, Mm -hmm. I realized... There's no point in trying to avoid the trailers anymore. Well, not the, the the first one. No, see, you for you, Mikey, one, you well, can't because you stay on Facebook. Well, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I get it. Well, no, because I'm. I mean, still, the only thing that I've seen that I didn't really want to see is Venom. Everything else, I haven't seen a trailer for. Because I mean, when I see it on my Facebook feed, I just kind of. Well, the oh, thing with the it. thing with the Wreck-It Ralph one was there was no way you were avoiding it six months before. True. Fantastic Beast comes out. Six weeks? Next week, uh, next month, yeah. yeah. Or no- November. So it's something where, depending on how many films you're going to go see in between, it's f- easy enough. For someone like me, I haven't seen that trailer, and I don't think I will. Right. I don't see where it would play, where I wouldn't be able to avoid it. I was lucky enough that in a group that I'm in, um, it's uh, uh, they put on there early. They kind of put the link to it. It doesn't autoplay. Right. And immediately it said on it, Oh my God! I can't believe they spoiled this. something this big. Yeah, and they didn't say what it was for people who hadn't seen it, because all of us. And are, we're not going to say it. I'm just no, going to no, say no. it right now. Because I, yeah, since I don't know it. Well, um, not even just that, but just yeah. because I don't like, I don't want to give that away in case there are people that haven't seen it that haven't. In that group, it's small enough. I mean, it almost be like in our group. I right. sent something. What did I just send? Oh, I sent the the Resistance trailer for yeah. Star Wars Resistance, and I said if you don't want to know what the entire show is about. Don't see this. It's like this first look or sneak peek trailer. Uh, right. It's like five minutes long, and it basically lays out the whole season. Yeah. So for someone, I think, like you that may not want to know all that stuff, it may not be something you want to see. Yeah, that I didn't watch. I mean, that I, I, I kind of saw it before I knew, but it was still okay because it's not like specific episodes. 
but it gives you you know there's there's some people in it or whatever or just but see I, I saw the, I saw the trailer for Fantastic Beasts before I even knew that there was anything in it and I caught it because I mean I've watched all the Harry Potter movies probably six times in the last month with Arabella you know sci-fi has been showing them uh, USA has been showing them and then we all watched, we watched them all for the, when the 4K came out last or you know in August when Harry Potter's birthday so I caught it, but I thought, no, they didn't say that. You know, they will because I mean, that's you know, all they do why now, would they? So. And then I thought, I thought, yeah, they—that's what they said. But why would you put that in the trailer? Because it's such a big thing. And then all of a sudden, I, I looked on my my internet or my Facebook thing, and it just was exploded everywhere that they said it. You know, couldn't believe they they they. It was out. You know, the actress that was finally able to say something, and she was so excited. You know, da 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 da, da and all this stuff, and it was like, wow, that's such a major thing. I mean, that is like that is like the suitcase from Iron Man. That would be such amazing thing to see in the theater. We've talked about I think this. I think it's more than that because it's a connection to something else. I mean, it's a big and the thing. Uh... See, I, I don't know if you would catch it because it is very quick. And it, being being somebody well, that's I, a I modern Harry a, Father, there's an interview all about it. Too. There is an interview about it that uh, Entertainment yeah. Weekly did. But being a being a, a minimal Harry Potter fan or viewer, you know, you may yeah, not catch it. You may not catch it right. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you went back and watched it a couple times, you would definitely catch it. Mm-hmm. But it just—it's one of those things where, you know, why would you put that in the trailer? It's like, you know, we just had the Bumblebee trailer that showed all of this Gen See, One stuff. Uh, I'm staying off of that. There, I mean, because, may... I mean, you already showed the picture of Soundwave and uh, Optimus, and that's it. Yeah. But I didn't. I, there I'm is like, more. Okay, there's yeah. there's so much more. But Figure. see, for that movie, where people are on the fence, going, you know, I don't know if I if it's something I'm I'm going to go see because the other one sucked. It's a way to say no, no, no. You got to see this one. Anything, I think it's setting itself up as being. Uh, Different in tone and scope and style, trying to be different in tone yeah. and scope and style. What we set up for the first trailer, just like that first trailer, has so much like heart and style and everything in it. And the second one, I think, is more of the kind of keeping it away from the Bayverse or what have you, even though it's a right now. When you see some of the rumors with it, we're actually are recording, right? Yeah, we are. It's just every once in a while, there's this weird, this like buzz type thing, and I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. It's like. Is, is that what it is? Yeah, because as soon as I moved him, yeah, it went away. Um, anyway, in terms of, well, and then there's, you know, the, the hard thing with Bumblebee now is you have fan theories and these rumors and stuff like that. And you're right. Like, oh, that could be cool. That that would have anyway. But either here or the Fantastic Beast one did kind of shock me that they would give away something that obviously Harry Potter fans picked up fairly quickly. Yeah. And. You you do wonder. I mean, there's so many trailers that you watch, and you're just like, I'm not kidding when I say I've seen the whole movie. I'm able right. to put it together. I mean, I don't there even was remember. another trailer. There that was came there was out a trailer there. that came out for for a movie, and I don't remember if it it might have even been Force Awakens. And with the trailer, I think the second trailer, I was like, I think I can put put together this film. Well, remember, and I put it together in terms of how the events in the trailers would match up. Because there was a guy on again on another group that's like you can't figure that out, and I put it together. After the film comes back, they went back and said you figured out the first two acts. Yeah, well, you but, remember with Force Awakens, we both we did that speculation. I remember you guys yeah. saying that about the Last Jedi more so. 
No, it was it was Force it was Awakens. it was Force Awakens because we both because we, we'd both in terms of that I was I was disappointed in the second trailer for Last Jedi. That was the one that I got upset that I saw because everyone's like, no, you got to see it. it. Doesn't give anything away. When I saw it, I kind of figured out. Yeah, that one a lot did of the stuff that's in it where people were like, but you don't know. And I said, I do know. It shows right her with Snoke right there. Like you know, she's going to end up in the throne room. Yeah. Well, it could be something different. That's not the same thing. Like it is the same thing. It's the same background. It's the same red background. She's obviously in the. But that speculation, because remember afterwards, I, I remember sitting in the theater well, the, the first time I was, was going. Based on so many things that happened, and for that it was fine. Once you get to right, Last but, Jedi, you know, once we got to the second movies, like I didn't want to know that much about it. But right. Yeah, in terms of, I'm just talking in the general sense that trailers can give you too much away, even in the sense of being able to put together. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. based off of two trailers that you can that are jumbled, but you can put them together in a way that you can figure out the order. But there was another trailer had, that had, came out this week. challenged that... me to say, there's no way you can do that with Force Awakens. I put it together. Yeah, but there's another on. one that came out this week that gave away a big spoiler, too, in it. And I was like, I can't believe, you know, it was just like one after the other. It was Transformers, wasn't it? It was Transformers. Well, I guess it was Transformers. Yeah. Those are the two trailers everybody talked about. Right. The Transformers one, I mean, in a way, I'm glad I saw it because I went back and watched it like three more times. I did too, and but it made me want to go see it more. It's so stupid how much I want to see that film. And that, but that's just kind of... <laughs> Based on how bad the other ones are. I mean, it really is. It's like... And it's... Um, the thing it reminded me of was the second trailer for Force Awakens when they used the, John Williams' music and they had slowed it down a little. And the Chewie were home. so much... No, yeah. no. Like the last trailer that you saw. Oh. It wasn't the Chewie we were home. The Chewie we were home was the actual first trailer. There was the teaser and then the trailer and then whatever. And so that last one was the one. The music was so great and the over. Yeah. It was, it was the, I think it was Luke one. It was the, the you have that power too one. Again, I think that was the last one. I don't remember. No, but whatever that's, that's one, the second one still. Maybe it was the, or the first Whichever one it trailer. was, it was, I, I went and I said, that feels right to kind of what that film was being. And Bumblebee's kind of the same thing. The music in what they've chosen to show you and the the voiceover that they've chosen to give you, it does feel different. Right. Who knows when we go see it if it's just the same stuff. But at the very least, we're seeing, I think we're seeing a lot of Transformers that people were waiting for oh, it's like, from the beginning. That's what I said was this feels like the Transformers I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, the, the look, the Maybe feel. The Transformers you wanted. The Transformers you need. You didn't, um, you didn't go see that on uh, Wednesday? Hmm? You didn't go see that on Wednesday in the theater? No, it was Thursday, so I was driving oh. down to Miramar. Uh, I uh, got posters for it. But yeah, the Fantastic Beasts, there were so Fantastic many people Beasts. right off the bat that were just, you know, it was just couldn't believe that such a spoiler was put into it. Um, but also, what if they're just putting something like that in the trailer to kind of Swerve you. Oh, no, no, no. Because they, they did they it don't. in a... No. For everyone that says that, it's so incredibly rare that it's ever happened. I mean, even when... I, I think, again, we said that about Last Jedi. Oh, these are all like swerves or whatever. No, it's exactly what was in there. You go back and watch that trailer. It's almost Ryan Johnson cut that trailer to warn you, this movie is exactly going to be this. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be mad when you see it. But yeah, even J.K. Rawlings came out and said, no, no, no. You, what you got, that's the truth. And it... Yeah, that's what it is. The whole truth. Uh, so James McAvoy made a a off the cuff joke kind of proposal this week that he would that if they wanted him for the Picard TV series, 
or streaming series, he would love to come play a young John Jean Luc Picard. Jean Luc. I thought that was pretty cool because you know since he is young Xavier. <laughs> It's kind of you know a cool thing if you carry it over. I think it would be right. funny, but from now on he would have to play the young Patrick, Patrick Stewart and everything. everything. Well, what what else is he playing? <laughs> Green Room. What was that? What was that weird yeah, one he did? Yeah, room. yeah. And uh, that Showtime show, which I don't think is on anymore. The one where he was got, a Nazi or something. Or? No. Well, that oh was, no, that was yeah. the Green Room. Yeah, that was Green Room. Yeah. Uh, no, the other. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The Showtime uh, the one. Blunt. Yeah. Yes, Blunt. I'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> they cancel it because, like, uh, in Me Too, we can't do this. Yeah. There's a lot of things they couldn't do in that. Yeah. Um, no, but I thought it'd be cool. But you did make a good point, Chris, when we were talking about this off the air, is that Star Trek fans would just completely hate it. Because it would be, you know, it'd be, that's just, you know, that's Professor Xavier. And they're just, you know, just doing that over. Cause I didn't what, say that. Yeah, you did. I did. did. Or wasn't it you, Mikey? No, I, I said it. Oh, it was Mikey. Mm-hmm. All the fans would be like, oh, you guys they're just... The no, we don't. <laughs> We're probably the two most different looking people in this group. <laughs> we just kind of, we all developed it. Never mind. Um, so <laughs> Moving on. Too much rum earlier <laughs> with the rummy cue. Um, what was I saying? Is that uh, why you drank the rum? Yes. No. Uh, Bacard. Um, Got to make a drinking game out of uh, it. Patrick Stewart, did, they did show a picture this week from the set of Picard and the funny thing was it was just them sitting around a table looking at us you know a screen and you just see the picture of them all looking at the screen I was like well that's the best you know the thing that nobody's talking about with this is Patrick Stewart can play young Picard because he looks exactly the same as he does when he was on the show 20 years ago (laughs) it's like oh let's bring it back in time to back when he was on the Enterprise he looks exactly the same uh, Cut like a beast. Speaking about set pictures, we got a picture this week from the set of the Star Wars live action series. Actually, I haven't even seen that picture. No? I no, posted it on I our group. Even... You sent the link for it, but I never oh, I sent I the never, link, yeah. yeah. I never clicked it. There's like four or five pictures, and it looks like a marketplace on Tatooine. Or like a homestead, almost. And I... Well, we now know there's like 40 planets that look like Tatooine. True. Because Jeddah one... does. And actually, the way that... I mean, not, not exactly the way that they describe Mandalore in the, the non-canon EU, the previous EU. Right. A marketplace fits. I mean, it's a hard scrabble, rocky, uh, you know, almost chaparral slash desert yeah. type of look to it from what was described. This, this looked like... Um, it looked like it should be like from Tatooine... Like either Mos Espa or you know something then of that nature, where you you, know, you see a couple of buildings. The funny thing is, you can see where they're they're filming it somewhere here in the United States because to the side of it there was a Santa Fe train line, mm. and they had boxcar boxes That's stacked it. up around it to block it. Yeah, as I say, they blocking. used the boxcar ones to to block everything or, or hang green screens because right. when the the Sepulveda Dam. Is where they shot part of Iron Man Two, part of the race scene there. Yeah, well, they also and shot so Transformers. They there. shot everything there, but I just remember Iron Man Two specifically. Yeah. I drove by it like every day when I was coming yeah. home from Sherman Oaks, and yeah, there's just box cars that are up there, and they use that to drape the green screen and also to keep people away. Yeah, it's just an easy way to, to but make a wall. What I said was, I'm wondering if if this is on Tatooine, and this is taking place. This would take place about the same time as the uh, interlude. Did in um, there was an interlude in um, 
Aftermath. Aftermath. Don't give it to him. Yeah. Trouble. In aftermath, here, that, kind of, that kind hey, of. It took him four hours to play freaking Rummy Cubes. Let him figure out what aftermath is. But in, 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 in the interlude, it kind of alluded to maybe Boba Fett or some other Mandalorian. Because remember, there was a guy dressed in Mandalorian armor. We made that joke about you know within the first episode or something, Boba Fett might show up. No, I think we said it was the last episode. Within, or within, I had said I would not be surprised at the very at the last episode of the first season of Boba Fett showing up. Yeah, and showing. I mean, it, we know he's alive. When they did the game, everyone kind of said, "Yeah, it sort of hints to the idea right. that the cut scenes are canon or whatever crap like that." And it was. Here's the backside of a set. This looks like Star Wars land. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're only in the pictures now. Yeah. So they should have shot it on Star Wars land. I know, right? <laughs> well, there's no one there. Sure. So, but I was wondering if they were going to work in yeah, the I mean, Black Spire and all that. But what I'm, what I'm looking at, that's a big parking lot. Um, it's kind of like Helm's Deep when you watch the the making of. Yeah. You go to Helm's Deep and you're like, oh god, it looks like Helm's Deep, and then you turn four feet to the left. This is gigantic parking lot of gravel or whatever. <laughs> I mean, this looks like the architecture from Jetta too. I mean, Not, obviously, but, but look at the uh, look at the, uh, the water evaporator. Yeah, but there's. Moisture the evaporators. The moisture evaporators look more like. But there's evaporators like, everywhere. I mean, sure. that's the, it's, it's a basic design. It's like even um, what was I just reading? Oh, I was reading uh, Doctor Afric because the hardcover came out yeah. Wednesday, and in the Screaming Citadel issues when the rebels are on some planet Horux or something like that, Horcrux I think or something close. Some close. They have that. moisture evaporators. They look exactly the same. Now, obviously, they're taking the design from it, but it's an idea to think that that design is probably prevalent throughout the galaxy. Not sure. So much. It's it's not something that's just Tatooine. Any sure. pl- any desert planet probably has the same looking type of moisture evaporators. And for them also, it's the TV series isn't going to have that same budget. You're not going to design a new one and build it. You're basically oh, no. just going to go just use what, what's already in the archive. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they already said that this thing was going to cost them probably the first season was going to cost them probably about ten to. Uh, uh, they say ten or a hundred million. Probably a hundred. I think a hundred. Yeah, it's a hundred million. But even then, up, when you think of the budget for Last Jedi, is like two twenty. Right. To make two hours or two and a half hours. But that's still got to be like one of the largest. I mean, that, Game of Thrones might be close, but. Game of Thrones has less episodes, doesn't it? Oh no, this is ten. This is, I think, it's ten yeah, to thirteen, isn't it? Which is what uh, it's about the same. Game Roughly, of Thrones yeah. is. It just depends on what season of Game. Of Thrones. But yeah, so John uh, John Favreau was on the set, so he was looking around. So it is in production, which is good to know. Yeah, they said it was going to be in production. Yeah, right around well, now. it has to be if they're going to release the. We've app, got a year. A year. I mean, we've got worst estimates late next year. Best estimates end of spring, early summer. Yeah. You know there isn't there isn't a. a timetable i'm sure disney doesn't have an exact timetable it's just kind of where the deal ends and do you think we'll get the first do. trailer for it at uh celebration possibility where they'll probably be a teaser i'm wondering if they'll do like you know like cbs has done and some of the other streaming services as if say abc or disney will air the first episode well, on... in, well not abc but that's what they're doing with resistance they're putting it on the regular disney right. channel before it moves to dxd on its on a non time and day, you know, it's not its normal time and day. It premieres like on a Sunday. It's, it's this coming Sunday, yeah. Oh wow, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's the seventh. Seventh. You have uh, Doctor Who premiering that day, yeah, Walking Dead, and okay. Resistance. That's the only thing I care about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Walking Dead. I don't give a damn. Other news: Kathleen Kennedy signed. So I guess in. we're not we're not recording next Sunday. <laughs> You've got like nine hours of TV to watch. <laughs> Maybe we'll do Saturday. Um, 
Doctor, oh shit, Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who signed a three-year lease. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy signed a three-year deal. That can't be true because she's getting fired, according to everybody else. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Through 2021, that they so they extended her contract. Um, they also said that while they are taking a break from the standalones they're not they're really taking not. a break from the standalones. well here's the thing because because i've been kind of arguing this all week after bob Iger's comments and stuff bob Iger said they're going to have this slowdown right what slowdown right because here's the thing we didn't know anything we still don't know anything past episode, uh, episode nine mm-hmm. and, and and the tv show that comes out before episode nine right next summer or fall we know ryan johnson has three films a trilogy that he's in production or development. Correct. We don't know when they're coming out. The Game of Thrones guys, who I swear someday I'll learn their freaking names. <laughs> I need to write them down. Um, Benioff and... David Benioff and D.B. Wise. D.B. There you go. There you go. We were just wait until he knew. I'm not going to look it up. Know. I don't even know. He hasn't so, watched an episode yet. Yeah. We know... He watched the first season. I watched the first two seasons. Um, we know that they're doing films, which means two. We never had dates for any of these. Correct. The people that are, that are online, like, well, they canceled Kenobi, Yoda, Jabba, Bosk, Lando, Lobot, L3, R2-D2 movies. Those were never in actual production. Right. Were, they, were some of those bandied about? Sure. The, the idea that uh, Mangle was hired to, to, to direct Boba Fett was never confirmed. No one ever They talked to him. Again, that's a development thing. Were they, were they probably sitting at Lucasfilm going, what if we do a Boba Fett movie? What if we do a Lando movie? What if we do... You know, Kathleen Kennedy say, we're doing a Lando movie, and then immediately within 24 hours have to retract and say, no, I'm saying we'd like to. Right. But we don't know if we're going to. Well, obviously, They obviously had conversations about... You're, you're sitting in an executive room. You're sitting with a story group. You're sitting with executive producers. Hell, you could be sitting with Ryan Johnson and turn to him like, what would you do if you did a, 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 a standalone movie? Well, I'd do Lando because yeah. Donald Glover's there. Hey... Uh, Gareth Edwards, what would you do if you did another one? Well, I'd do Boba Fett because it would be cool. Call James Mangold, call Figure This Out. But none of that stuff was on the schedule. Right. As far as we know, nothing's been actually, nothing in production has been canceled. Correct. It's not the same as, you know, the, the turmoil we've seen with DC, even Marvel slapping Inhumans on their schedule, going, this is going to be a feature film, and then going, there's no way in hell we're doing this as a feature film. We're just going to do it as a crappy TV series that nobody watched and nobody remembers exists. Right. That's my favorite. I did. I saw it. Yeah, you saw it. I had to you for- don't remember it exists. I had to force myself through it. No, there's no way. I, this is stupid. And But anyway, the, the, that idea that there's this slowdown or this thing doesn't really ex- exist because you don't know their plans. If Correct. Bob Iger were to come out and say... We were going to do a film in 2020, two films in 2021, two films in 2022, and now we may not do a film in 2020. We may do one, take every other year or whatever. We're not going to do as many books. We're not going to do as many comics. We're not going to do as many... That's a sl- but that's not what he said. Right. All he said is we're doing a slowdown. Of what? Right. Now, if we see the scheduling of other media, like books, comics, and, and video games, start to slow down... Yeah. You know, if... if um, Marvel's been producing like four Star Wars comic books a month at least. Right. Between miniseries and their ongoings. If that becomes two, if that becomes one, then then you're like, okay, that's obviously... And there's been, what, five, at least five novels a year? Uh, if you include the YA, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's usually three hardcovers. And like two and, or three YAs. Or, yeah. So anyway, that type of stuff is... is 
and I think as we discussed in the terms of the slowdown, the idea of Solo being a failure is not necessarily that there's too much Star Wars overall. It was that there were two movies that were way too close to each other. Right. Well, here's the funny thing. And so Solo, with did. that, that's not Kathleen Kennedy's fault, especially if the rumor is true that Lucasfilm went to Disney and said, we want to move it to December. And Disney said, one, they said no. Two, they said, don't market it before right. Last Jedi. And three, they said, our marketing dollars in terms of Disney is going to shift to Avengers Infinity War right. instead of Solo. But here's the thing. Solo did $230 million, uh, domestically, I think. They said that it may... It's likely the cheapest of those five films. Or correct. Four films. They also they said that it could have lost up to eighty million. That's the, insane. That's insane. That it's still doing two hundred thirty million dollars. You don't have million. you don't have anyone in that cast that's taking a major salary. You know, Woody Harrelson probably. Woody He's Harrelson and and Tandy. No, I was gonna say Woody Harrelson. Maybe Donald Glover. And uh, I say Clark, Paul Bentley. Maybe. Paul Bentley are your two most known actors in that. Well, I'd say Amelia Clark, Amelia Clark too, would, too. Could have been pulled too. But, she's, but think about it. She's, Mason, she's, not, she's not getting a movie the star. salary that they are. Well, it's also the fact she's not a movie star. Right. But she's a Woody big Harrelson enough, has become a movie she's star. She's a big enough star. I she's think. a star. But there's a difference when, when you tier that thing. The thing is, more than likely, Paul Bettany probably got paid, in terms of screen time versus salary, more than anybody else there. Correct. And then you have Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Amelia Clark, and Eldon Einrich all in kind of this... May I ask my? That's not the. That's not where most. See, of your Donald cost Glover came from. would take more of a salary than Amelia Clark because he's had more awards and acclaims than she has. Even though, yeah, she well, has a producer, What has she, she, she won? But the thing is, the thing she is, he's personally not personally hasn't won. Anything, correct. Uh, Donald Glover personally has won awards, yeah. so that will he. But the he, thing he, is, he will hold on, receive more money. For he's him. only being paid as an actor. That's the that's thing. what I mean. Yes. So it, it's not. He's not being asked to produce. He's not being asked to write, which is a lot of his acclaim comes from the fact that sure. he writes, produces, directs, and acts in Atlanta. And that's, again, it just depends on what you want to put. The fact that you go all the way back to Iron Man and Terrence Howard made like $10 million and Robert Downey Jr. took scale. Right. Give me the back end. Ha <laughs> ha. Look what I did. Joke's on you. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, when he directed Jurassic Park. Sure, I'll do it, but I get 10%. Yeah. We made $330 million. <laughs> Go 1993, back. I walked out with $33 million for directing a film. Go on, back to Lucas scale. with Star Wars. Well, yeah, there's a lot of that, that type of stuff. But $310 million for that movie? That's insane. Yeah. that's what That was the that article does, I read. That does seem a lot compared to what like the other Star Wars. I think that Last Jedi supposedly was like 220 to $250. Yeah. Before, but remember. But that's before marketing and everything else. But, uh, but remember, they did have to go back and reshoot a lot and redo a lot after they hired Howard. Oh well, yeah, you also had to pay three three directors. Correct. You paid Lord Miller and you played Ron Howard. Yeah. And the worst thing that Ron Howard did was be a professional and finish it on time. <laughs> um, the best thing he could have done for that film was like, "Sorry guys, can't make that date. Gonna have to move it to December." Did you see? Um, we're way there, off topic. There is. And we'll get back on topic in just a second. But since we're talking about Solo and, ha- and Ron that? Howard, Kathleen Kennedy getting uh, an uh, extension. Um, <laughs> so they were when they were shooting the scene with. Han and Kira in Lando's cape room, right? Uh, Luke, George Lucas was coming to set, and he watched him film it. And apparently, they had they they had uh, Han hanging the the cape back up, you know. And after a couple of takes, George looks over and goes, um, uh, "Ron, uh, yeah, uh, um, Han, 
Yeah, he wouldn't hang it back up. He would uh, take it and, like, you know, throw it behind him or throw it down or do something like that. But, you know, he, he, he wouldn't hang it back up. He would get me a cookie. And, and then Ron was like, oh, okay, so he told you know, he, he told him what to do. And he kind of takes it and just kind of, like, he's getting ready to hang it. And he drops it. And he said, when he did it, all of a sudden you saw Han Solo there. And it said, Ron, it Ron, it Ron said it reminded him that Harrison said, I didn't come up with the character Han Solo. That was George. George knows this character better than anybody. So when he did it, and, you know, and there was, there, and I, I watched it after that, seen that, and there is, there's kind of more of a Han Solo swagger to it just by dropping it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So Lucas still knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. I still would love. Well, yeah, he didn't dedicate his entire life to this franchise without no. I'd love. He did Willow. <laughs> he did Red Tails. <laughs> he did Radioland Murders. Didn't he do Tucker? But he's he's, uh, he's Tuck, executive producer. He's executive producer. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's executive producer on all the Indiana Jones movies too. So. Yeah. He did Howard the Duck. Yeah, American Graffiti. Dunk. Uh, what? American. I think it's American Beauty. I was like, yes. he did American Beauty. He did yeah, you ask anybody on the an street. An R-rated heavy-handed picture. What is George Lucas known for? And everybody's going to say Star Wars. Yes, but it's it's the idea. THX 1138? Nope, they won't say that. Most people it, The say thing that. with, yeah, I, I actually wouldn't see George come back. Well, I, I'd love to see him direct one more. No. No. It just it it's like not it's the like, Medicorian one, but it's not. Yeah, that's the thing. Is first off, his his idea for the grand finale of the trilogy was to go into inner space. Yeah, I didn't know Dennis Quaid needed a new job. Um, <laughs> but Dennis Quaid's already in inner space. That's the joke. that was the joke. Just you gotta let him go. Like give, just give him give him the bubble. You could have said I'm Martin right Short. Good night, but guys. Have a night. I just boom. You could have right said there. Martin Short or Meg Ryan, but you know. I forgot Meg Ryan's in that movie. Yeah. Um, Kathleen much Kennedy. Like, much like oh. Spielberg. Let's be, they're just different people. And when they go back to those friends, it's not the I same know. person. I know. I mean, even Spielberg, if you go through the first three Indiana Jones films, you can see the young director who's just like super excited to do this film. Then you have the guy going through a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to lose all of his money. And then you have the guy who's kind of happy and everything's okay. He's more of a family man. And you get like a real campy movie about him and his dad. Yeah. And then you get Crystal Skull, where he's like, eh, I don't have to do anything anymore. He'll pay me. What are we getting? Monkeys? Sure. Why not? We're going to have Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, um, and Kathleen Kennedy, it's she hasn't... For everyone that says that she's this terrible person, this horrible human being who's ruined Star Wars, she really hasn't done anything wrong. Right. Everything has been successful. Or like, they, they fired the director from Rogue One. Rogue One made $500 million. Yeah. That, but that she killed fine. Luke Skywalker. It made, it made a billion dollars she didn't kill worth. Luke Skywalker. Ryan Johnson did. It made she it. signed off on it, though. She signs off on everything. But Rogue one, one of the things that, and this is because it's talking about Rogue One. Gareth Edwards, from the start, said he was waiting for Kathleen Kennedy to call him and say, you can't kill them at the end. Yeah. There's too many toys. There's too many opportunities for sequels. You can't kill all these characters. And he says it. He's not joking. As he's sitting on the set, I'm waiting for Kathleen Kennedy. As he said, I'm waiting for Kathy to call me and tell me you can't do this. They have to survive. But she always said, where you see that story go, you and Gary Kurtz and Lawrence Kaz and everyone who kind of came together to, to make that film. In fact, you, she said, take it farther. Yeah. It was just like, okay, you got to finish that thing. So she, what she's guilty of is letting people who are creators create. 
the people that, you know, where, where you get the thing with Gareth Edwards, it wasn't so much that his vision for that thing was right. Just he didn't put the pieces at the end. There was like, he had the, the frame and then the puzzle pieces in the middle. Tony Gilroy had to come in and kind of pop down and move. But some, some of that was, he didn't know what to do at the end of it because he didn't know what he would be allowed to do at the end of it. Lord and Miller are the, probably the biggest misstep, but they caught it fast enough. And really, if you read between the lines of that story, that's Lawrence Kasdan getting really pissed off at the fact that they didn't do the script. And then they go hire, when you make that mis, the quote unquote mistake, you go hire an Oscar award winning director who's known for filming uh, quickly, finishing stuff on time, always professional. At the very least, you were going to get a solid film. And that's what they gave you. They and it's a film that did, that did okay. And, and I think in the long run, that film is going to be viewed differently. I totally because agree. Because of the time. There's so many people, again, in other groups that I'm in, so many people that I saw are like, well, I didn't go see it because I went and saw Last Jedi five months before. Right. And first off, I was like, you're not a Star Wars fan then. Like, you give me a Star Wars movie every month for the rest of the, the rest of the year, and I'll go see it. I'll probably get to the point where I'm going, oh, God, another Star Wars movie? <laughs> but I'm going to see it, and, and you got to give me something really bad. To move away from it. It's kind of like Indiana Jones. you got to get something really we bad. We had really bad, and we still went and saw it, and we still watched it. But at the it. time, they weren't really... I mean, you, you accepted what it was, because they're still... You walked out of episode one, because I know I, when I walked out of episode one, I went, what did I just see? I walked out of... I know it was Star Wars, but Honestly, what I, did I just see? I walked out of episode one, still in that excitement of getting a new Star Wars film. Sure. Because you never thought you were going to get it. It's the same thing. I still remember... I still remember where I was when I watched the end of Last Crusade the first time and realizing I'm never going to see Indiana Jones again. Yeah. I'm never going to see Harrison Ford play Indiana Jones, and then he was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicle for one episode. And then, of course, we get that film 20 years later, and you're like, eh, I should have left that alone. Especially when in your head you're like, man, I could have made a better film than this. I would have made a better film than could this. could have wrote a better film than this. But the, episode one had its problems, but it was also... It gave you new designs and characters that were awesome, new designs and characters that were terrible. You got to see Jedi the pod really race fighting. I walked out of that film going, I want to see Naboo all over again. Yeah. I want to see that that, that I want to see that lightsaber battle because that sure as hell was a lot different than any lightsaber battle I saw in the first three movies. Oh yeah. Where I saw two old men banging <laughs> banging sticks against each other and Anakin and Mark Hamill doing spins. Yeah. You know, even even Jedi, you know. God rest his soul. But uh, Mark One's direction is not great. No, in that there's some there's some good scene that the, the slow scenes are really good. Like there's he's has powerful shots of the stuff you know Luke storing away a saber and yeah the way he shot. But that that fight scene is terrible. No, it's it's horrible. It's just, it, because the both of them either and, and I think part of it was also that armor is crap. David right. Prowse cannot move in that armor in a way that's going to allow him to really be, you know, the best thing they did for Episode One is hire a martial artist in Ray Park and have him. What clothing can we give you where you can move like a whirling dervish and take on these yeah. two other Jedi? So that's well, where I walked with, out from with, that. With, even when you watch the Yoda um, Dooku fight, Dooku oh doesn't do anything moving around. Uh, only when it's from behind. True. Because, <laughs> because it's not him. Um, the weird thing is, is they explain that in the book where when Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting him, I don't remember if it's 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 the narrator's in Anakin's head or in Obi-Wan's head. And they're talking about the fact that Dooku wastes absolutely no energy. Right. Because he has, there's no extraneous movement. It's all just basically sitting there. Right. You know, it's, 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 um, 
uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. With Inigo Montoya and Wesley. When Wesley's just there, just kind of like clink, 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 clink. Like, I can stop anything that yeah, you're doing. Yeah, he's barely moving. Yeah. And so they, they kind of explain it away as saying that's what Dooku is. Dooku's a master fencing, uh, saber, you know, saber fencing that he doesn't have to move at all. Right. And so when he fights Yoda, he has to because Yoda's moving all over the place. He can't predict Yoda's movements. Yeah. Because he's jumping all over the place like a frog. <laughs> I still love the behind the scenes one where he's coming like, Lucas is like, God, I hope this doesn't look bad. <laughs> he's, he's like, it, it looks okay. I got to clean it up, but it looks okay. So he was so worried about that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that was... That was the, the worst. He well, said, if this doesn't have, work, this whole thing is, is, is for naught. Yeah, well, you had... If you're going to show the prequels, you're going to show younger Yoda, you got to show him fight with a lightsaber. You don't got to, but... You almost feel like Attack of the Clones is simply made to get to the point where Yoda has yeah, a lightsaber like, totally. If they don't... If you take that scene out... Again, if you take out the lightsaber scene in episode one, it's terrible. Right. Take out the lightsaber scene in episode two, it's terrible. You take out the lightsaber scene in episode three, it's incomplete. Yes. Because there just has to be that scene. You have to have it, yeah. But you have you have bones of a film that's there. and I think a lot of the prequel is the story is so big. And it's so much bigger. And that's why Clone Wars succeeds well, on so many... The Clone Wars, the TV series, succeeds on so many levels where the movies don't. It's a very complex issue that yes. they have. And the things that you're putting together, they don't really work. In a, and when you have to tell a story in six hours. Yeah. And four of the hours are about the Clone Wars... And you don't really understand exactly what's happening. And mm -hmm. it's not explained well in him manipulating both sides and everything. And you don't really see exactly how all of this works and all these pieces fit together. But once you do and you extrapolate pieces from it, it's fascinating. Yeah. I always go back to Dooku telling Gobi-Wan the truth. Right. Why does he say that? Is it just, and it probably is, Lucas is like, eh, I just need a line here. You know, I just need to come up with something. He's taunting him or whatever. But you can you can pull so much from that you can extrapolate. Is if Dooku really cares about the Separatist cause, or if I can get Obi Wan on my side, I can kill Sidious, and I can take over the Confederacy, and then they can go have the Republic, and I've got this whole, you know, this whole empire that I've got going. Yeah. It's just it's fun to do those kind of things, but it's hard to explain in a film. Right. And so a lot of people I think just look at it, and yeah, it's not not a lot of people put in their best work. No, but I mean it was. There are pieces, you know, if you take... But it looks... And the thing is, like, I've said this because, you know, Sebastian, who did the show once in a while, has always said they're terrible. I'm not disagreeing with them. I don't I don't think they're well-made. Well, Travis films. has said they ruined his child. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go that far either. There's enough in there for me to watch them. But I will say, after the new ones, I, it's hard to watch those three. I go back Especially and watch. Attack of the Clones. I go back and I can watch them. Attack of the... I have a hard time with Attack of the Clones because without that Yoda fight, there's no meat to Attack of the Clones at all. It's clunky the acting, clunky dialogue. Bad thing yeah. about Attack of the Clones is you have some cool moments in the beginning, but then when you get Anakin and Padme alone, it just falls apart and goes downhill so bad. Well, again... The whole thing with them rolling down the hill and that dinner, the, there's uh, a, the awkward well, yeah, dinner. There's, there's but they're in love. There's important pieces in that. That's the problem. There are. There's a lot of things going on, and it's, it's not it's not relayed to the audience now, correctly. The, the deleted scenes for that really help to to flush out the, those scenes. Yeah, the scenes. book has some of those, too. The novelization of it has a little bit when they meet the family and yeah. everything. And it's a lot of... And it, it almost felt like, well, I dumped all that because that's what people complained about. Episode one was that there was too many, just too right. many Senate scenes in it. You know, there's too many, you know, 
committees and stuff like that. But they talk about her kind of her first boyfriend and things like that. But it's also and they talk about really, her role and I, her role in the galaxy, what her role is on her planet versus right. being a senator. The senator, the, the 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 Anakin speech in the in the grass of, but what if you have one person that does the right thing? Yeah, is an important speech. It's just not written well, and it's not it's not conveyed to the audience well. Correct, because it is something where it's like. If you have an altruistic person that can come in and clean all this up and give away his powers when he's done, that's a good person. That's what the emperor was supposed to be. Right. When the chancellor was given executive powers, emergency powers, he was supposed to give them up. Yes. He promised to get, again, this is not conveyed in those films very well. No. Because that's where the, the rebellion comes from is, is well, maybe if, and Bale and, and uh, um, Padme going in like, you got to give up this power. Give me another week. The war's almost over. And well, a month later, you got to give up these powers. Give me another month. The war's almost yeah. over. And them getting together is like, we have to find a way to depose the chancellor, and everything falls apart from there. Well, you know, in, in 2020, you know, if the election then goes the way people want, maybe we'll see this happen in real life. Or not. So, anyways, um, <laughs> Kathleen so Kennedy. Kennedy got a big contract. <laughs> she got her contract renewed through 2021. Because she was in charge oh, of the Oh, is that vehicles. what we were talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um,. So there was a lot that happened this week with Marvel and oh, no. Fox Marvel. We got Well, I don't know if there was a lot that happened. There was a lot of stuff that came out that seems to be rumors. We got a we got a trailer for for Dark Phoenix. Which I actually didn't even see. Which interesting. We got we got a trailer kind of for, interesting. We got a trailer for Dark Phoenix and then had its release date moved immediately within twenty. Release hours. date was originally supposed to be February fourteenth. They moved that. Why the hell would they release that on Valentine's Day? Because it's a romance movie. Yeah. Obviously. They moved that to put that Akia uh, Akita. Akita. Battle, Battle Angel. Or Alita. 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 Yeah, Alita. Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, Alita or Battle Angel Alita. It's going to take that date. June 7th is going to now be um, Dark Phoenix. Right. They haven't given a release date for um, New Mutants, but they said we'll that Gambit will be moved we'll to 2021. Fox started moving around all these dates. 2020, actually. No, 2021. I Twenty twenty one. It was supposed to be 2018, 2019, 2020. They were supposed to film it this summer. Yes. In January, they moved the release date. And then in May, Simon Kinberg said, we hope to film this summer for next year. Right. So it's supposed to be in the 2019. I think Ethan's right. I think they moved it to 2020. Disney Marvel said that they're going to start pre-production on some of the Fox Marvel properties. Where was that? Because I never saw that. In... Um, uh, third quarter of 2019. That's what I never saw any of that information. I put that one up on our fi- uh, site too, or up on our uh, our thread. Okay, so it says March 13, 2020. Sorry, I think it was maybe somebody on our thread said it's probably no, we're not going to see it before 2021. Well, no, it was originally supposed to start shooting this year, and then it got for a release date for next year. Yeah, but then they it said was they pushed a, it was it a 2019 film that was supposed to be yeah. filmed in the summer. By the end of the summer, the fact that we still don't even know who's starring in it. We, and then we this is all it coming wasn't. off. But th- see, here's the weird thing: is because this is all coming off of the fact. See, I don't that know where you put the thing. You you mentioned it in the thread that they're doing stuff in third quarter, but there's nothing attached to it. I don't know where you got that. You just put Disney is going into production on the Fox properties in third quarter, and that's it. That's not anywhere. That was either. okay. Then that was, I got that from IMDb Pro. 
from the uh, yeah. Don't source IMDb. No, no, IMDb, IMDb is Pro a, is different than IMDb. It doesn't matter. It's it does. still not. No, IMDb to Pro has has it, it's for the industry. It, it it's for the industry um, insiders. Who's it and, from? Uh, That's the thing. Is it's, not, it's not from anybody that we know. No, because it, it mentioned... Third quarter win, because third quarter is now. You're talking third quarter next year. I said third quarter 2019. Yeah. Because the deal should be done by then. Right. The deal should be done by spring is what they're saying. Yeah. Best estimate is spring, but even then to finalize everything. The original estimate from Bob Iger said that nothing could really happen until third quarter of next year. Right. Because he said it wouldn't be done until at least spring. And then there'll probably be a period where they're going to kind of flesh things out and figure this. You know. I have this feeling because uh, I almost said Age of Ultron. Avengers Four is still in production. They're still filming some scenes. They went back um, end of August and they they hadn't finished the movie yet. They had to go back in August to finish the film and do some pickup scenes. I'm still wondering, and I would not be surprised if there is some kind of nod, not necessarily an X-Men walking on the screen or something like that, if there is some kind of indication that a Fox property is going to be introduced. What if they just do the whole Logan in the bar scene, and it's just like like the end, like that the end of credit scene for, what was it? Uh, the first X first class X Men first. Well, the first class. class when they were going around trying to find mutants to join yeah, them. Yeah, they go to the bar and Logan's he's like, there, no. and he says no. Yeah, or actually says, says, says yeah, yeah. F from, no. But from a real world standpoint, <clears throat> I wouldn't be completely shocked, but I'd be surprised simply because that would have to be some sort of deal that's already in existence. Sure. And we haven't heard anything from it. And from all the news that we get and all the rumors and everything, for no one to say we're pretty sure this is going to happen is why I think Fox is still Fox. It's still running itself. It's right. Not, it's not beholden to Disney yet. But here's the thing. Because they're not running in the way – they use sports analogies a lot. So when you get traded in, in, in sports and your deal isn't done yet, the team you're currently on has to pull you. This is what happened to Matthew Shane last year at the Colorado Avalanche. There's a handshake deal between GMs. The GM of the Avalanche and the GM of the Ottawa Senators are on the phone. What are you going to give me? Yeah, okay, I'll give them to you. All right. None of the paperwork's done. Right. Immediately, that GM calls the head coach, or calls the staff that's in the room, pull him. Because if he gets hurt on the ice, not only is the deal done, but Ottawa can threaten to, in a way, sue them through the league of, like, we still get sure. assets. You don't have anything like that here. That we because know. That, well, but if you did, then there wouldn't be production on anything, because let let's say if Fox had if Fox had a Fantastic Four movie in production, right? Whether it's a sequel or whatever. If I'm Disney Marvel, yeah, I'm calling Fox and go, please don't hurt that brand more than it already is. But technically, they can't because Disney doesn't own them yet. They're still their own property. Their money is still their own money until the deal is done. But we have seen them pull. We have seen Fox pull both. Dark Phoenix and New Mutants from the original slots. There were two New Mutant trailers that were out, and there was two. Yeah, I saw one. There was two. There was a there was a quick teaser, and then there was no. a there was a more of a 
But there's enough problems with those films anyway. Sure. That isn't... Could I see Marvel calling them and say, hey, boy, New Mutants sounds... Is New Mutants as bad as you think it is? Yeah, it's a piece of crap. Don't release it. Yeah. Don't do anything with it. Because at some point, yeah, we will want to use them or whatever. But again, I still think their plate is busy enough and they're doing enough... I don't... I, I, I wouldn't see... I, I just don't see that happening. Because they also... Marvel announced that... And we had mentioned this just in passing before, but now it seems to be confirmed, is that The Eternals is the next Marvel movie that's being made after... Yeah, it broke. After... Um, or at least it's in production after Spider-Man. So they have... Which so, is bizarre to me. Yeah. For all the properties they have to do Eternals. And Eternals are supposed to change a lot of things within this, the universe. So that also tells me, yes, they had Sentinels already. It's not Sentinels. Excuse me. Celestials already mentioned through Guardians. Briefly. Very briefly. Celestials have played more of a role in X-Men, haven't they? It depends on where they start. Sure. That's the problem. Is you have a lot of these properties that seem like they're a Fox property, or they should be. Yeah. But they're not in that original deal because of where they start, where their, their appearances are. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is a mutant. Right. Her first appearance is in an X-Book. Her first appearance her, is in an Avenger book. Isn't it? Aven- I thought it was the X-Book. I thought it was in Avengers. I thought that's why it was... I thought her and Quicksilver were I thought they first appe- Brotherhood of Mutants. I thought they first appeared in an Avengers book. Well, even then, there are first appearances in places that you can use in the other, in the other universe. Right. Because cause in that case, if that's true, then Quicksilver started in Avengers. But he's mostly been used in Avengers. But he's a Fox property because he's also an X-Men. Right. He's also a mutant. So it, it's... X-Men. It's X-Men number four. Yeah, okay. That's then, what I thought. It was X-Men number four. Because the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants was Magneto, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. Right. Scarlet Witch is in Marvel. Quicksilver was in Fox. And in a deal with all of these crazy weirdness, Quicksilver was able to be used in a Marvel film. But he has to die we'll off. to be the only character in all of the Marvel Universe who's ever died. Um, so far. And not been resurrected. In, so far. Well, oh, they're all coming back. Unless you talk about villains. Yeah, the villains don't come back because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, should we flesh out their story? No, just, just leave them alone. But they announced that Chloe, was it Zaho? Z-H-A-O? Zao. Zao? Zao? Chloe Zao is directing the Eternals movie. Eternals is going to be an interesting movie to do, though. I don't know how you do Eternals, really. I mean... It's interesting because the history of Eternals is also the fact... <laughs> it was like... The comic book history of it is coming out and basically the publisher going, Huh? Like, yeah, what but, the hell are you doing? Okay, do you introduce the Defiance, then? I don't know what you do with an Eternals movie. The Eternals movie does... I've never really read anything from Eternals. Well, the, the Celestials basically create the Eternals from humans... So uh, the, right. celest- the celestials are, are basically celestial gods. Well, it, celestials are demigods. Yes, right. When but you start getting, here's the problem: we're confused, and we read, read, we read comics. Right. I don't know how or really why you do that film, but that's not that's not the point of this this whole thing. It's we're talking about Fox's changes and the possibility of it being Disney run. I don't think they are. I think Fox's changes are Fox's changes. Yeah, but see, I I still think I still think. And you, you had brought this up, and once you said it the first time, I really started thinking about it, and I could see this 
really playing what I'm about to say really playing a part into where the MCU goes and it would be the best way to start introducing the Fox properties especially if you're going to do the Eternals and stick with a lot of stuff like uh, Captain Marvel and you know from being in space and the Skrulls is Fantastic Four you bring this if you start to introduce the Fantastic Four even if it's at the end of Avengers 4 it, let's just for the sake of argument say that's the best way for I think to start this transition of bringing these other properties in or you just make a mention of it and they don't ever intrude or enter into the MCU and they still stay in the Fox universe but it's still known that it's all part of one universe just, just depends on separate. what they it depends on what they separate right. too because again Bob Iger's comments that we talked about last week I'm with you. I think he's saying we're going to mold all these into our Avengers verse. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the language precisely, he does not say that. Well, because he, he did say he that says there's Fox no, there's Spotlight. There's no reason to have two Marvels, but they'll, whatever's, whatever's listed as Marvel, Kevin Feige will run. But there is the outside possibility, however unlikely and probably not going to happen. But again, looking at it from a language standpoint, he's not saying Kevin Feige is going to take the X-Men and Fantastic Four, and he's gonna, they're going to meld into the Avengers universe. Right. Are they going to? More than likely. But at, until he comes out and says, we're going to make an X-Men movie, and Cap's going to be in it. We're going to make a Fantastic Four movie, and Captain Marvel's going to be in it, what we have right now. And you're going to see how they fit into our universe. We can't run under the exact assumption that that's what's going to happen. But we do know that Kevin Feige will be overseeing... Whatever Marvel properties is, and yeah. Fox Marvel properties. Yes. Whatever, whatever is a Marvel property. When he says, you know, it doesn't make sense to have two Marvels, which actually isn't true because you don't have Kevin Feige running the TV side of it, which is in your own movie universe. Uh, Jeff Loeb and them, Jeff Loeb runs it. Kevin Feige cannot care less about the Netflix. But stuff. I think and he it's more than once it's been proven he doesn't care about Agents no, of Shield and but he doesn't they, care about. I don't think it's caring about him. I think that Loeb runs the the television side of things. But I'm sure there's conversations where, hey, Kevin, you know, I'm going to do this. Not from what we've read, because the two of them don't seem to like each other. And part of the reason when Bob Iger got got promoted or whatever, when we talked about this, I know how long ago, part of the problem was is that he was a Kevin Feige guy. It was Feige didn't want to deal with the TV stuff. Remember, Feige was, he was probably in charge of all that stuff, but he didn't do anything with it. But I've, I mean, I've watched... All of the Marvel stuff, whether it's Runaways, whether it's Cloak and Dagger, or the the Netflix stuff. There's the other problem. What are and, you doing with all the other stuff? And and also the the Agents of Shield, and they all fit together. Whether you know it's very very loosely, but they do fit together in some kind of you know puzzle piece. Yeah. You know they're on the way outer edges of. Well, you, I'm sure I said anything Feige says. You have to fit yourself sure. around it. So you know you can't, or I'm you sh- don't touch it. I mean, uh, right? Runaways sure, and Cloak yeah. and Dagger just doesn't touch on anything. Right. right. Well, I mean, they they. Yeah. Besides, that's like a you can you can do you basically doing addition by subtraction. Yes. You're adding these properties in by not mentioning anything. Or we talk you about mentioned- canon. We go back to Star Wars. You talk about canon in the Star Wars universe because I was just thinking about this because I was reading uh, Jango Fett Open Seasons, which is his origin in the Dark Horse comics, which is right. Legends, non-canon. Right. But it doesn't contradict anything. Right. This can still be canon. This can. Cloak and Dagger can still exist because it never makes any mention of anything that would not fit in place with the Marvel Universe. Well, so yeah, because like they, they, the one thing that they do do in the, uh, so they do, 
in Cloak and Dagger is there's like this real quick there's a there's a cop, you know, and she mentions, Oh yeah, you know, man, you should really meet my partner Misty in New York. You know, she was she's handling some really you know the way they stated basically you know it's Misty Knight. That's in, but you don't know the it's Misty Knight. If you're yeah. following all the, if you're no, following, but, even, yeah. but that's the thing is, Misty isn't. It's one first name. And right, it's mentioned in New York. There's a hundred thousand Misties in New York. Sure. So if you're can, watching all the fit, properties, you, you can know make it, it can fit. It's headcanon. You can make it fit, or you could not care. If they come out and say, Close, "We're doing a new Cloak and Dagger, and it's in the Marvel Universe," and they go, "Oh, it's not the same as the other one," but they mentioned Misty. Who cares? Right. Because they mentioned Misty. If they were to say. When the Chitari came to New York and killed a whole bunch of people, we ran away. That puts them squarely in the Marvel Universe. Sure. It's a very specific event that's mentioned in the... Um, in the that's my favorite shot. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from the Seattle Seahawks who got hurt. As he's being carted off, he's going along the Arizona sideline. He flipped off his own team as the Arizona players are patting him on the back or whatever. It's a it's a it's yeah, a long he's story. Want, he's wanting out. I mean, he his, wanted out. His contract's out, but anyway, yeah, or something. Anyway, that's he was going. By, we should just have a sports talk. He was going by shaking. We were he was going, last week. He was going by shaking uh, Dallas's coach's hand and making sure he was in the same place. That was last year. Last but he also last did year. it this year too. Yeah, because he, he wanted to go to Dallas. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, yeah, the Marvel stuff. You know, who knows what's going to ha- actually happen with Marvel and Fox Marvel, but. You can tell that I don't it's... even think Fox and Disney know yet. <laughs> I'm wondering that too. But we we're getting, I mean, it's all kinds of. There's all kinds of weird stuff. You know, there's the moving of the X Men stuff. There's moving. Then all of a sudden, we get this announcement that there's a untitled Deadpool movie coming no, no, no. out. It was an untitled Fox. It was an untitled Marvel movie. No, no, in they, December. They said that they, they did go back and say it's an untitled Deadpool movie in December. Do they actually confirm? Because all the yeah. Deadpool thing's been a rumor. They for, confirmed for the Deadpool. Just say it. So they're making a new Deadpool. Or it's Deadpool PG 13. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Right, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 3 is on the books in pre as in a pre production. Yeah, but you can't finish that in two months. <laughs> no. Ryan Reynolds uh, never took off the suit, so they're just film stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and throughout that, the day, I, I would actually not be completely shocked if that was all they did. Right, they just had Ryan Reynolds run around town in in the show. as Christmas, like Santa yeah. Claus just, just running, running around. around. Well, it's funny. I just I watched Elf on uh, IFC yesterday. Yeah, I went into IMDb just to look at the trivia, and they talked about the fact that a lot all the scenes in the montage are them just driving around New York and jumping out of a cab. Yeah, and telling everybody, "You want to be extras? Sure. All right, go." And he's jumping around, and they paid everybody like a hundred bucks. So all that was right there. Was like you could follow Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool suit in in New York for five days and probably make it into an hour long. Oh I'm, yeah, movie. And he loves doing that too. Yeah, for some reason. Not to not to pay either. I mean, he really loves doing this well, yeah, Deadpool it's character. A character that you can do and do anything with, um, as long as it's R-rated. But we talked about this in a, in the thread that kind of got a little heated. It's not heated. No, it's just there's there's nothing. So the the, the you had said that you thought the the move to do a PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2 and release it in December is something that Disney would push for. Right. And I said, I don't think Disney has anything to do with it because it doesn't help them in any way. It just, to me, it seems like Disney could say, look, we have de- this Deadpool movie already. If we make it a PG-13 
if, if Fox, if you make this a PG-13, it'll allow us to gauge whether or not we can do Deadpool 3 as a PG-13 movie and it be accepted. But it doesn't. Without, without any, ch- you know, with, there's no risk at that point for either studio to lose money. No, I didn't already... say there's any risk. What I'm saying is Disney would not care one way or the other because they gain nothing from it. They, they don't gain any info that they really want. Unless you can do, unless you can do hard data of getting people who went to see the film, of exit interviews, whatever. Right. Where you can get a sample size large enough to figure out whether the fans that went to see Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 and went to see it multiple times, would they accept a PG-13 Deadpool 3? Box office does nothing for you because you can skew it any which way you want. Right. If it does really well, you had people who enjoyed a successful film six months ago who went to see the same film again cut. Some of those people are just curious yes. as to what it would be. That doesn't help you. Or you, you have to think, but hold you on, expand hold on. your audience because now you get to show it to a little more kids. That's the what I said is this is purely Fox because this came up when Deadpool Two was released. Are we leaving money on the table by making it R? Because sixteen-year-old kids cannot go see the film five, six, seven, eight times. Right. They shouldn't be able to. I mean, obviously it happens. What we're saying is the majority of children between 13 and 17, or 13 and 16, can't go see the film on their own. So if you make it PG-13, they can't. This is making sure Fox saying, we're not going to leave any money on the table for this. Sure. Because we can make as much money as we can, as quickly as we can, before Disney takes over and gets rid of Deadpool, gets rid of Aliens and Predator, gets rid of this, gets rid of this. We've already had Disney pe- people saying Disney's never going to do our stuff. They're never going to have this. They're never going to do our on, on their own. Their own, their own station is going to be PG and all of this. If the movie does well, it doesn't mean anything. If it does poorly, it doesn't mean anything. Because you have a film that came out six months ago. Right. It's already, already on, on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Those people, if it's bad, all I have to say is people don't care that it's PG-13 or not. They don't want to go spend money on it. Right. Even if you re-released it exactly as it was. Revivals for movies that are only six months old that just came out on Blu-ray usually aren't successful. Unless so, they unless like they changed an hour of the movie. Yeah, so half the movie whatever. gets changed. It, it, it's a new ending. It's a new whatever. Yeah. All you're going to do is you probably, yes, Fox probably paid Ryan Reynolds a couple hundred thousand dollars to come in and do new ADR lines. Or right. they shot it that way in the first place. Remember in the 80s when you used to have to sell movies to broadcast TV? Right. And they shot it two ways. They shoot the one where the F-bomb is every third word. And then they go back and like, okay, let's shoot the one where he says fudge a lot. Yeah. And you used to have to shoot both of those because when you're selling it to CBS, ABC, or NBC, there used to be only three networks, kids. You had to have that shot ready because you couldn't even accept it just being dropped out. Right. Or, or, or if you cut it, you're like, this film's 10 minutes now. Yeah. You could have done this beforehand because the, the talk after, even as big as Deadpool 1 was... There was still mention. There was still mention of cutting. What if we did? We 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 saw parents groups like we want a PG thirteen one because my kid wants to see it. You saw Fox or people in the industry saying they're leaving money on the table by making it R. Sure. So we try it with this. We make some money back before we go to Disney. It goes to the executives who are probably going to lose their jobs. They're probably not going to transfer over to Disney. That's Disney's going to have their own stuff. Right. If you're running the Fox Marvel properties and sorry, you're fired. Yeah, they, Kevin no, Feige's I, coming in. They only said that Murdoch was probably going to yeah. stick on. It was if, we're, if, if I'm working for, Mar- for for Marvel Fox, if I'm working through there, if I'm the executives of Deadpool, why wouldn't you do this? Right. It's 
It's very low risk. You're spending a little bit of money. Disney doesn't get anything from this. They sure. get no info. I mean, there are the analytics of it, if it, you know, that you can. But the analytics you can spin anyway because I, of what I that film that. is. I understand because that. it's a film that already exists. Right. Marvel is not going to know whether Deadpool fans are going to accept a PG thirteen Deadpool movie until they do a PG thirteen Deadpool movie. Now, or, are they show, gonna, or Deadpool shows up in another. Marvel are they going to data mine the hell out of it? Are they going to try? Sure. If Disney were to go to Fox and go. Can we have the email of all of your subscribers for Fox now? Because we want to send out a survey that says, did you see Deadpool 1? Yes. Did you see Deadpool 2? Yes. Would you go see it if it was PG-13? No. Or yes. Right. That's that's real data for them versus a box office that doesn't help them at all. But see, so I don't think Disney has anything to do with that decision. The one thing that, that makes me wonder if it if if it is something that Disney might be interested in trying to do, is because there's been such a backlash online of people going, you know, screaming, oh, Disney's going to just completely take Deadpool and they're going to make it PG and it's not going to be good and it's just going to suck and, you know, they're going to ruin it again. They're going to you do definitely it. don't want to have any hand in this. You want to blame Fox for making a PG-13. And that's why I'm saying is right now, if they release it as a PG-13, Disney, and, and it blows up, Disney says, yeah, you know that was Fox's decision. You know they wanted to, but they're not. They're not going to be able to. They won't even say anything. But I mean, that's the thing is they're not. They wouldn't get away with it. Some if if it bombs and it's Disney that asked them to do it, you don't think someone in Fox is going to come out and go, "Oh no, Bob Iger called Rupert Murdoch and said release a PG thirteen cut." Eh. Disney paid for it. No, you'd find out about it. Yeah, you'd, you'd might. have that info there. You might. I bet I don't know. I don't know how mainstream that news might be. Oh yeah. Someone we would know. We already oh, would. Yeah, that's we what I'm saying. Know. People will know if if Disney had a hand in this. I think we would already know. I think you'd already I mean, have, you'd already have the where... trade saying Disney is asking Fox to release a PG-13 Deadpool because again they legally can't do that. But it's also one of those things where it's not commonly known right now that there is going to be a you know that this information, this Deadpool movie, is in the talks of coming out in December. You know, they they still could say, you know, we're we're not going to do it. But there's enough of the rumor for it that that's the next logical sure. step. All of this is the to me, if you if it would have if it would have been Disney, you would have already known. I don't see Disney's hand in any of this because again, I don't think Disney cares. Right. Disney's going to get these properties a year from now, and they're going to figure out how to get them into their own universe if they want to, or whether they want to keep them separate, which they probably don't. Well, and what what is going next? Nothing Fox is going to do outside of. Uh, like I said, the Fantastic Four example of not damaging the brand. Yeah. But again, they can't legally stop them. Sure. Fox is going to release Dark Phoenix because it's done or close to done or getting reshot or whatever. They've sunk a lot of money it, into that. There may be, I mean, there, I don't know, and, you know, it, 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 but it's very possible there could be a clause at this point of time in the negotiations that says, you can't do anything that's going to purposely ruin a property. Oh, not purposely, but you can't argue that Fox releasing Dark Phoenix is going to purposely harm the property. True. It did seem like a finale to the X-Men. Well, it did. I mean, the, the, the music that they use. If you're talking about changes in the film because based on the deal for Fox, sure. If Fox is, a, if Fox is concepting this film, writing the script, getting the actors ready, even go into production going... We've got another film after this if we really want to do it. Right. And then two months after that, 
hey, Disney's buying us, and this is the last X-Men film. But that okay. trailer did well, feel Reed... like whatever happens in it is going to be the end yeah. of the Ad X-Men universe. Yeah. yeah, because it is. Yeah. There's... yeah. Even if Marvel gets it, it means the people that are working on it are not going to be the same. Correct. You know, you, you get so many TV series where you see new creators, new showrunners. But I don't see, I don't see Mar- Marvel using the X-Men properties for a few years. I don't see them using I, I see, any of the Fox properties. For I can a few see them using Fantastic Four first, because Even if that it's one first. I don't think we see that one's sit, been sitting for a few years now. Remember when Bob Iger said that we had this planned out for like ten years? Sure, that's still there. Yeah, of course. There's changes for it. They didn't think they were going to have Spidey, and they bumped everything from Spidey. Right. They're like, hey, humans, get out of here. Um, but the Eternals thing is still the I mean, Eternals thing is weird. I don't know how you do Eternals before you do Black Panther two. Right. Because you, you, I mean, if I'm if I'm Disney, I'm super rich. I don't have to worry about it. Um, if I'm Disney, I'm I'm I want to shoot that now. Yeah. I want to go get Ryan Coogler before anybody else does. And like, you're gonna do Black Panther two. We got to get this shot. We got to get this done. Let's get it out there. Let's be within the next two years. Yeah. You know, 2021. That's got to be there because that's two years. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, is I tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years with the. Marvel. To be honest, it's going to be interesting to see what happens after Avengers Four. I mean, the only thing we well, yeah have... we now know that there's two films. If the Eternals thing is is confirmed, we know there's two films after it, and one right. of them is Spider Man, and one and of them is about Demi Guardians of the Galaxy Three is still Guardian. We won't see Guardians of the Galaxy Three until 2020, 2021. Up in the air, tossed around. Nobody. I'm knew. telling you, Thor with 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 uh, 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 Tuck, Tuck, I can never pronounce his name correctly. What, what, yeah, that guy. With him directing it? That's but gold. Did you see the Revengers uh, are back together? Yeah, but it's not. For Men in Black. Yeah, but it's not. That was so it's awesome. It's not a Disney property. No, yet. it's not a Disney property. And for Men in Black, um, they they showed a picture of uh, have, Chris Evans and uh, what's her name? Tessa Thompson. Tessa, th- thank you. I just I lost her name for a second. And it said uh, Revengers for Life. As a hashtag, and it showed them, you know, and they're kind of men in black. You know. Yeah, but they're missing Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, no. Mark Ruffalo has That's what I was like. But yeah. Korg. Avengers. I wanted to get, Someone made a t-shirt with the R looking like the A for the Avengers and says Revengers on it. I'm like, oh, I gotta get that. That's, That's cool. Awesome. Um, but hey, real quick, back to the Fox thing. Fox, uh, or Bob Iger said that things like uh, Fox Spotlight, which, you know, they've had... Searchlight? Or Searchlight, excuse me. Uh, Fox Searchlight, you know, which has their independent division, yeah. which has, what, 30 Oscar nominations and probably about 20 wins or something like that, mm-hmm. will continue on the way it is. Yeah, it should. Yeah. But they did mention things like Avatar, Planet of the Apes. Well, they were a deal with James Cameron. They have Avatar in there. In the theme park. In the theme park, yeah. yeah. they already have Avatar World. So, you know Avatar will become a Disney. A Disney films thing. will probably make Avatar. Fox or whatever Fox becomes will make Planet of the Apes or something like that. And Fox or, remains its own studio because the other thing you can do is sell off all those properties. Right. If I'm if I'm the head of Legendary Pictures, I'm calling Disney right now. Like, how much do you want for Aliens and Predator? Yeah. Because you're probably never making that. Universal or something. Yeah. You know. I can see Legendary with, yeah. with Godzilla and King Kong already. Mm-hmm. Like, I can we see want that. those. We want we want to start over with those. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on, come on. And then the first thing you do is re-release Predator in the, in the theaters because they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and they love making our pictures and stuff like that. So it, it's I could see there's to me, so many them selling off things. certain properties would be so lucrative. 
Yeah, because it's just there's no reason there's no reason for Disney to hold on to a property it's not going to do except to stifle competition. Sure. But I think even Disney, who's sitting there going, well, we're going to own MGM in 2021. We're going to own Universal <laughs> in 2024. We're going to own everything in China. We're going to own all this. But selling that property, something like uh, Predator or Aliens, it, it, that's not going to harm them right. in the long run. There's not going to be, oh, we were going to make a monster film in space, but we sold off Aliens and they're going to open at the same time. They're, just, right. they're not going to make that type of film. At any point, an R-rated monster picture, an alien from space cutting humans in half, hopefully not, you know, hiring sexual predators to be in it. That movie just disappeared. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. It came out and nobody saw it. Um, no one talked about it at all no, either. No, because it, it died that weekend. Uh I can see them selling that type of property sure. because it doesn't do anything. If I'm, if I'm Disney executives, this whole, this whole board, and you sit down and go, okay, this is everything we get from Fox. We're going to keep Fox Studios alive to do some, to do some of these. Right. Properties. Well, the announcement but, that Searchlight is going to continue on as well. Searchlight because it's, it's sort of like an independent thing. Yeah. People are I mean, bringing they, them they projects. May, it may lose the Fox part of Searchlight. Search, isn't Search, isn't Searchlight basically? It's like Miramax was. Yeah, but it's it's buying distribution. Aren't these films already done? I think some of them. I feel like um, I feel like, like it's like, like those type of it's things. It's kind of like Project Greenlight, in a way where you know it came around the same time that Project Greenlight did. I'm sure they go around the festival circuit. And yeah, I mean that's basically yeah, what I mean, Miramax yeah, does. So the, the, the stuff, it's it's independent stuff that you're buying distribution rights for, right? And yes, it gives you a chance to to get some Oscar bait or whatever. But if Disney is if Disney's sitting there saying our 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 brand, everything we're going to do is about getting films to as many people as we can, making as much money as we can, making the brand something that we can exploit in other other areas, then that's not the films you're going to do. Right. So Spotlight's there. Great. It's its own entity. Go ahead. I mean, Marvel Publishing simply well, exists to give them stories Disney really hasn't any, had anything like this since they dissolved Miramax. Well, yeah. Well, they had Touchstone to release their R-related films. But even then, I mean... We, we look at Disney now and it's so different than Disney in the 80s where people are like, oh yeah, it's that kids thing, but you had like what? A Disney film a year? And a, and a live action film a year? They were releasing much more stuff from Touchstone and places like that. Well, even like that was giving Freeform. Them, and, yeah, you know, that was giving TV. them their money. That was, the Disney money wasn't coming from their family stuff as much as this other kind of you know, action pictures and horror pictures and stuff like that that was giving them cash that they can then turn around. Well, the, and then you release, you release uh, Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty right. and the Beast, and you're like, wait a minute, this is awesome. Oh, people love princesses? Now Disney almost went away. I mean, yeah. Michael Eisner saved that company from bankruptcy. Yeah. It's, it, when you go back and look at those things, it's crazy. The, the Disney Marvel Studios. Yeah, but I mean, even then, it, Disney was going to go under. Right. Disney as a company was running out of money. And Eisner comes in and basically finds a way through being a, just a, a master of, uh, of negotiation and what have you, of turning it into what we have now. The, yeah. the, laying the groundwork for what we have now. Well, with, with things like... Marvel Publishing. The same, when I... times I met Joe Quesada, I was like, thank you for making... For not letting Marvel Publishing go to bankruptcy. Because if he didn't, if he wasn't there, probably would have. They were yeah. going to be bankrupt. Well, with them saying things like searchlights, they're going to continue on. Uh, they love the the FX network. They love that and the programming that's been done on there, and they want to continue that when they own 
when you know when the deal's done. So it sounds like a lot of Fox is going to remain working like Lucasfilm or Marvel or something early on that they're yeah. just going to let Fox go. They're going to pick and choose what they want to actually bring they're, into they're, as yes. a Disney. And that's where when people came out when this this, this was announced, and people were just like, "They're just getting the Marvel property back." That, that's not. Listen to Bob Iker's uh, um, interview with with GMA the day after the, the deal was announced, the preliminaries. What did he talk about? We're getting a satellite. We're getting the Fox networks. Uh-huh. We're getting the sports networks, which they now have to sell off. That's right. one of the most interesting things to me because I don't know who you sell that to. Uh, what was it? Sky? Uh, was it? Oh, I keep wanting to say Skynet, but no. It's, They're uh, getting Sky. Sky, Sky aren't is, they? Uh, no, Sky is Rupert Murdoch and Fox made a deal. Made a different deal. Well, then you're getting. You're getting those back because isn't isn't Disney supposed to get them and then sell they them? They get some. Um, they think they had to, to. That had to be part of a different. They had we to, need to hire a lawyer to be on the show. Uh, um, but yes, they, they're not allowed to own those. But what what Bob Iger was saying is the way that we can get entertainment to you. That's yeah. the big part of this deal. Right. The feeling to me from the start was you have XFX or Fox that already has all these streaming things there. You have XX now. You have uh, uh, Fox Go. Or Fox FX now. Go or whatever yeah. Fox Now, you have all of the the FX sports networks have streaming sites. Right, Fox is ahead of where Disney is in terms of streaming, in terms sure. of getting owned content that can sell their own advertising that is directly beamed into your TV, your phone, your laptop, your brain, whatever, your VR goggles, your Oculus, your Google Glass, whatever you want. Disney's behind the curve. It's right. the only thing they're behind the curve on. Right. So what do they do? We just bought the curve. Yeah. That was the big part of this. Now, it's helpful they get all the Marvel properties back because then all of that money goes to them. They don't have to make extra deals and all of that other stuff. So But it does I mean, sound it'll like it'll be better when they buy Sony. But it does um, sound oh yeah. But it does sound like some of these properties are going to pick and choose what goes to the like Avatar may move over to the Disney property. You know, you may get uh what was the uh um, well, Ice Age there's two hundred and sixty eight sequels. Right, but Ice Age may move to Pixar. You may see. But uh, Ice Age was DreamWorks. Yeah. No, Ice Age is Fox. Is DreamWorks? DreamWorks. Are you DreamWorks. sure? Yeah. I thought it was Fox. It's always on FX, but I'm pretty sure it's Fox. Um, it's nine how, did, how, did, how to Train a Dragon is DreamWorks, but yeah, anyways, that. Um, and then you may see Predator and Alien move to Lucasfilm, and no. have Lucasfilm make them. No, you're not. Lucasfilm's not going to make. Lucas, Lucasfilm's going to do two things for the rest of their life. Star Wars and Indiana Star Jones. Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And someday when they get bored, they'll make a Willow film again. Yeah. And it won't be the same because, well, Warwick Davis kind of looks the same. He looked the same in Solo. But it won't have uh, it won't have Val Kilmer. It won't have thin Val Kilmer. That'd be an interesting film. Yeah. Old Willow and fat Val Kilmer. <laughs> I mean, like, how, well, how the world went to But went isn't, to didn't Val Kilmer lose a lot of weight for uh, um, Top Gun 2? Maybe, but he has to put it back on to do his Mark Twain show for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just we keep talking it's, about this Fox. Marvel, well, that's the thing is, there's Fox a lot Marvel, of there's Fox a lot of Disney deal. And, there's a lot of people that keep talking about this deal, and it's not done. We don't know anything. This is it's right. all clickbait. It's all we need people yeah, to keep Fox. talking. Well, I say just Fox, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you. I've seen it just them all. Seems like a dream. So bad. I thought they were. Um, 
Yeah, I know, but until until the spring or whenever this thing is final, until it's done, it's done. I mean, that's the, we we can talk about speculation. All and yeah, want. they can go you back can say and say Avengers Four. Oh, there's going to be something at the end. We don't know. We don't know if they want to. We don't know if they can. Would you want something? Depends on the film. That's the thing. Like, I've said for a while that the way to introduce the Fantastic Four would be something like that of the Avengers running into the four of them and the four of them being already on Earth and going, we've done this a hell of a lot longer than you have. Yeah. And, you know, the Fantastic Four will return in Fantastic Four next year or whatever. Um, I half expected, you know, not half expected. There was a part of me that expected the pager, Nick Fury's pager, to show a four. Right. Not thinking it would be something stupid enough for me to go like, no, it's going to tie into the next film. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, you, they went you back would, to the old ways where they used to tie in the next film to the end. You wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Shocked. I would be surprised. because, And not from a creative standpoint, but from a legal standpoint. Yeah. A legal standpoint and an and a executive standpoint. Do if the director, if, if the, the Russo brothers wanted to use it, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If Kevin Feige says, dude, we can't, and I'm not going to go talk to Fox about getting them, so just right. F off. You know, I think your I think your post credit scene is going to be what the Avengers are going to be post this. Because if Tony dies and if Steve dies, your post credit scene is Rhodey and and uh, uh, Winter Soldier in the armor and the shield. Or it could be the Eternals. It could be. It is, it's an odd. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a cosmic oh, story. The Infinity Gauntlet gets really big. I mean, one of the but then again, stop trying to make the Eternals a thing. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> but then again, you could be. You know, we you could say you, that's a Marvel. With Skrulls introduced, you could. It could be. Who but Skrull, knows? but the thing is, is we don't know the legalese of it. Skrulls may not belong to Fox. Yeah. Ronan didn't belong to Fox. Ronan should have belonged to Fox, but it didn't. Right. But we know Ego did, but Gunn made a somehow made some kind of deal where he got it. Did he do it on Twitter? <laughs> that, that's one of the things he kept off Twitter. He should have kept a lot off. Twitter. Um, I don't know. That I mean, song is amazing. That's the movie I want. I want the the dismaking of Guardians of the Galaxy three. <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy three, the Garage Days. No, just Guardians of the Galaxy three, the, the non making of. Just like that female Ghostbusters film. The story of how that film got made is much more fascinating. All they film. had to do for that gar- for that that ghostbusters film was one quick phone call or scene where dan Aykroyd is saying they, no, be here's your sign you know thanks thanks for signing that's not your, all they had to your do with franchise that film. what they had to do with that film to start with was rewrite it because it's terrible. yeah i've had chris hemsworth possessed it's, dancing it's terrible Did you, have seen, you seen no, it no i've seen pieces of oh it you gotta watch the whole thing i've, I've, I've put, seen enough of it that look i think kristen wig is one of the funniest people alive like people not women yeah. not she's one of the funniest people she is Horrendous in that film. You know, we were she talking about nothing funny. You know how we were talking about putting movies into a hat and draw them. I was gonna say, is that one of the? Movies I may put that in? one in there. <laughs> Just the good thing we're never here on Saturday nights. <laughs> so, anybody else got anything? Wrap, wrap up this episode. Not. I need to go home. Man in the High Castle starts or drops on the fifth. <sighs> this week. Love that movie. That show. So excited. Got to, wait, has there only been two seasons? Has there been a third season? Two. This will be the third. So good. The second season, you need to sit down and really watch it without any distractions. That's how I watch TV. I know. You don't. <laughs> You're the one watching half your movies. I'm playing my Avengers tip-tap game. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Oh, South Park was terrible. Terrible. Oh, it was so horrible. I'm on, I'm on team hashtag cancel South Park right now. Oh I'm God. really fascinated to see what the next one is. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe they're going to have horrendous shows every single I don't know. week. Because just so people there's just that one I mean, season. So people are going to keep watching it though. Just the season, I think it's the season with the zipline episode or something. Yeah. There was one season where I remember like it was trash. Mm. I could not remember it. Yeah. But then they'll come back and they'll do a really good season where ninety percent of the shows are really good. When they started connecting them, when they kind of have an over arc, and then just dump that arc afterwards. I know, but the wonder, way what that, happened to the ads? What happened to Jimmy? Come on. The way that they. I know the whole point of the episode was that everybody's oh, it was terrible. Just come kind of ignoring uh, school shootings, or not really necessarily ignoring them, but become immune to them. I know that was the episode, but all or the point. I got it. I just wow, it wasn't done to me. It wasn't done effectively. And then I said, or is the meta part of it that you don't care? about them telling you that you don't care. <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. If they came back and that they tied that into the next episode, that would be brilliant. Well, yeah, Stan's dead. Spoiler. According to the end, Stan's been shot. Right. So is that the next episode? I don't know. Don't waste your time. Go watch Venture Brothers. This season's been amazing. The last episode, not even really funny, it's a heist episode, and it's just super exciting. It's I have so I have all Adventure Brothers this season recorded, ready to go. I've, I've just got to get caught up. And part part of me doesn't. It's just like just screw it and just go with it. But I, I want to go back and. No, you, know. you should watch all. Well, you have to watch all of them. Yeah, it's one of the few shows where the characters change. Yeah, oh, I change a lot. So. All right. Anything else? All right, so make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Mikey, and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week. Will we? Ronan was in Fantastic Four number 65. But that's the weird thing. It's not yeah. just where they start. Yeah. Like we said, Scarlet Witch has started in X-Men.